Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Mark. As developers of conversational apps that inform and assist, we speak out in support of a peaceful resolution to the aggression in Ukraine. The voice community has connected us to designers and developers around the world. If you're able to donate to help Ukraine, find a charity that speaks to you or consider donating with Voice Lunch. May dialogue and democracy be the preferred tools of peace. Our thoughts are with the people of Ukraine. In this episode, we reference the work of some of the voice community members that are in Ukraine right now. Our thoughts are especially with them and with their families. Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg. And I'm Mark Tucker, and we are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. So we kind of ended in the middle of a conversation last week, Mark. We um, did. It, it, I knew it was going to go long. Our favorite uh, topic of voice content management systems. Definitely one. Of, definitely a great topic and one that I, I'm sure we can keep talking about. So let's pick up where we, uh, where we left off last week. Sounds good. Let's go. I think my, my perspective of a content management system focused around taking the, the, the bundle of context yep. and finding a reply is largely shaped by, by what I'm doing with multivocal, uh, right. you know, because that's, that's how multivocal works. The, the reason why I don't see multivocal as a CMS right now is there's, there's no way to manage that content. There is no right? UI and there's, you know, the other right. things that we talked about, about the workflow and the publication side of things. It's, it's you update the data the, and it's immediately available, right? Right. I, can, I could easily see somebody building a UI on top of it that, that gives that. I could, you know, and there have been cases where I've built custom adapters, you know, so somebody mm -hmm. wanted to enter all of this stuff into a spreadsheet and that's fine. I could read it out of a spreadsheet into a format that, that multivocal could handle. Um, but how do you then take, you know, take it up another notch so that it's comfortable and flexible and right. lets you do things like say, you know, only do this for, you know, the first five times and only do this for the, you know, multivocal has that concept in it, but how do you present that in a UI? Yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you make that? And how do you yeah. tweak that? Exactly. And then on the on the the back end, you know, you don't want to have to rewrite this whole system for a Google Action versus a Alexa right. skill versus a chatbot versus a Facebook Messenger app or you know right. Discord so bot or you know, so you could build the system like WordPress on something like Jovo that that already has this concept of you get in a request and we'll tell you we'll depending on what the request is we'll know where it came from and we'll do stuff and then we'll make sure that the response gets formatted on the output to to match what needs to be returned back for that particular system um, so that could be like a good um, overall system and then you could write plugins and other things that would then fit into that system but really um, having a ui to manage that whole thing would would make it a lot easier Definitely, you know, and I think also it lets you, you know, I could easily see it so that you would, um, you would do things like create, you know, a 
HTML template to use uh, on the interactive canvas and an APL template to use on Alexa. And the system would know which one it should be returning. And you then specify specific parameters. Like, you know, I'm gonna need this information displayed in field A. And it knows on, that means an APL, it needs to, to put it as part of a data component and on an interactive canvas, it needs to present it, you know, this other different way. Yeah, you know. but that could even be like, you've got something in your, some definition in your context and both of the screens are based off of that context. Exactly. But then you need to have some sort of trans transformer inside of there where, and that could be a separate you know, screen in your UI. Like when you hit this point, you're going to get this data. This is what the JSON input is going to look like. And this is what you want the JSON output to be, to match up things to different fields. And then, then that's just kind of part of the configuration of the system. Right. And, you know, actually you just raised a, an issue there as well, is that, you know, there are certainly things that can't, you know, aren't quite response, but are certainly part of system configuration that you want, you want to tweak somewhere. Yeah. You know, so whether that's what voice you want it to, to respond with. Correct. You know, it's you, part of the formatting. Right. You know, it's part of the formatting or even, you know, um, what's the max, you know, if, if we're returning a list of stuff, what's the maximum number of things that I want to return in a list? Right. You know, you may want to start that out at four, but, you know, if they've determined that three might be better. You don't want to have to go back to the developer and say, yeah, you know, change that down to three. Yeah, and it could be it could be varied. Like, what do you want to say versus what do you want to show on the screen? And do you want point. to say, yeah. do you want to say three, but show 20? Do you want to, you know? Very good point, yeah. And again, you want to empower the content people to make that determination as much as possible. Yeah. Now, we, we've, we've talked about content kind of in the generic sense. And, and so there's lots of content management systems out there. You know, there are some that are, are more, I guess, full-fledged, um, something like a WordPress, but there's also something out there called headless content management systems, meaning that they don't necessarily have a UI themselves to, to deal with them like Word, WordPress does but you can get to them via APIs, which means that you could write your own UI to call the APIs and create workflows and whatever you want to in the content management system. So um, you know, some of the ones that I've, I've used before are, are uh, sanity.io and there's one called graph CMS. There's lots and lots of them. You can, you can you know, contentful, I, I, don't, I don't know what all of them are, but you can definitely, search for headless uh, CMS and, and get an idea of what's out there. No, no. But, but those aren't specifically voice specific. So it'd be interesting to kind of consider what what to do. What would I'm not no, I'm not very familiar specific. with these. I'm not very familiar with these. Do they just provide the API or do they provide like a, a basic way that you can enter in key value pairs, for example? So um, it, it kind of depends. Like, for example, sanity.io has an API and a data store. It's a service. So you're going to pay X number of dollars a month to host your content in this content management system. Okay. But there is a, a sample project that, in essence, with some configuration file changes, it will generate 
a website, which you can then actually go in and edit the content. So I, this is exactly what I did for, for number spies. Okay. I had things like, oh, I wanted to create a mission. I wanted to create locations. I wanted to post things in the future. So I could give definition to a location looks like this. These are the fields. Um, this it's related to this other thing that, that is a code or, a, you know, so I could define those entities or those items or objects inside of this configuration file. And then when I ran the, the website, I could run it locally, which is, is what I did, but there's no reason why you couldn't turn around and host that somewhere. And then all of a sudden now you've got a hosted website, which is custom to the content that you're creating that then and you can, you can manage that. And again, to be clear, when we say host a custom website in this case, it's really a website that's meant for a, a very narrow audience, right? Yes, those those that are right. updating the content for this specific application. Right. So, and and, and I, I, I make that distinction as opposed to like the the WordPress website, which is meant for you know, which serves two purposes. One mm -hmm. is for the people who are creating the content, and for the people who are consuming the content. This is a case where the website that you've just created is really just for the creators. Right. But but you can specify the content and you're like, oh, this content, they're the same content I'm going to use for mobile or web or, or whatever the thing is. And so if you think of those as different channels that are going to be served, voice would just be another one of those. Yeah. Um, and we gave the example earlier of, of images being formatted based on what type of device. Well, one of the problems that we have to solve in voice is that the SSNL is different based on which device it is or uh, if it supports SS SSML at all, right? But we've we've solved that already with speech markdown. So yeah, yeah. And that's that was the intent of, of speech markdown was to try to say, if I could create this simplified format for defining this formatting of speech output, then we could take that and determine, oh, I am on an Alexa device, so the output is going to be formatted so it works for Alexa. And the same thing with, with, uh, with Google Actions or Bixby or, or whatever else it is. Mm -hmm. So there are ways to solve that, but that is something that would make a, a kind of more general or generic content management system be more specific, you know, you might be very, do very well with just using a, a general purpose content management system, but there are some special needs that voice has that, that, you know, these other ones don't have because they don't really think about that realm, but you know, they, they could, no, right? No, In that's future, an excellent point. That's an excellent point is that a user interface that is tailored for voice would let you enter an SSML and then hear what it sounds like. Exactly. You know, so you could, you know, tweak, you know, so this gives you an SSML editor that lets you tweak things around. Or as you said, you know, um, create something that uh, you enter in both the SSML and the visual response. So you can see side by side what they're going to look like and sound like. Right. Um, and, and then you could, you could tweak like, uh, oh, this isn't pronouncing this word correctly. So I'm going to go right into the, the IPA for that. And I'm going right. to tell you exactly how to say it. Or, or, or here's what it's going to sound like on Google. And here's what it's going to sound like on Alexa. And I'm going to need to either serve yeah. up a different one for each or tweak it a little bit or something. Yeah. Or you're like, I want to use poly, as, a poly voice as one of my output. So I want everything to always go through some uh, text-to-speech engine to 
to to generate the audio file based on what it is. But maybe I want to plug it in. Maybe I've got uh, you know some other provider out there, or maybe I've got a custom uh, you know like a voice actor that has uh, has created a brand new text to speech voice um, for for my needs for my interactive right. story. Yeah. And I'm using one and I'm using one of the services that will will do the text to speech or that, you know, I've got recordings for all of my output for. Right. Well, it's, then it's like, well, I've got um, I, I've got this this text. I'll, here's all of my 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 script. Uh, like like if you're, if you're thinking of like a, like a screenplay or something like, well, here's my script um, in English. But I want that side by side with my script in in German or Spanish or or mm -hmm. or what or whatever else. And so, so now there's this whole like I I want to be able to manage translations and I want to be able to, you know, tweak things based on on where you're at. Like I keep saying, it's it's really it's all context. I I, I yep. I don't, maybe maybe I'm just stuck in this mode of thinking. But to me, it really just seems like I have a billion parameters. And I need a system that lets me control what's going to happen when when any one of those billion parameters changes. Yeah, because I, you know, I, I'm, I'm maybe I think we're both we're both so excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yes, it's exactly what I am excited about this because you know I can easily imagine a system where I can just turn it over to somebody and say, you know. And if you want to have different output for the morning versus evening, you click this box and it'll show you the morning and evening ones instead. And if you want to see the English, German, and Italian, click the German and Italian and it'll show it to you in three columns. And, you know, yep. yeah, I, I can, I can picture those sorts of systems. Yeah, I can see that. So on the, on the, on the content editing side of things, or like, I'm going to start with a brand new language. I'm going to start off with English and now I'm going to start filling. These are all the things that I have to, um, to, to translate. So now I've translated those. Okay. Maybe I, now I want to bundle that file um, off to um, some place that's going to, to have a voice actor do all the audio files for each of those sections. And when I come back, I want to be able to match up, the the names of the audio files with this particular content and have that you know just be part of the system and and there could be versions of those right um you, you right can, you know you know in for for this response in english i might have five different ways that i'm going to reply but you know in german i only have two or three different ways to reply so they're not literal translations but yeah. you know they're getting but you know, so for English, I want you to pick one of the five, and in German, pick one of the three. You know, how do we so manage this, that? The, so then, the simulator that you're talking about, that like, hey, I want to, I want to test this the, the system. It's it's not only testing the conversation flow, but it's like, okay, at this step in time, let me hear all five of those responses. Just iterate through each of those, and let me let, let me hear those. Um, off. Oh, I want to tweak this one, or I want to add another one. Okay, let's 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 listen to that. Okay, that's good. Let's move on. Um, but then you would have to surface all of these flags and uh, potential values, drop down lists of values and things. And like, if I am in the morning on a weekend, and you know, well, but you know, some of it also is you know, some languages have their responses are gendered. So you yep. need to have these multiple ways of doing, you know. Yeah. 
and they're gendered possibly based on other pieces of input that we have. So, you know, it's, there, there are, the, I think the problem when it comes to conversation, when, when it comes to coming up with a response is it's easy to just come up with a single response. Yeah, and but, I, think, I think typical content management systems do, if A, then B. Right, but the problem with that when it comes to conversations is that it, that gets boring really quickly. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a real you know, usability issue. And so we need some way to create that complexity and manage that complexity because it creates better conversations. Yeah, it does. I mean, much better conversation. So, you know, I, I think that's where CMSs need to go is we need to be able to create those more complicated responses, but make it easy for people who are not programmers to create. Yeah. And we have to do it in a way that you don't have to recreate everything. It's like, oh, this is this is my project for Alexa. This is, you know, project A right. Alexa, project A no, Google I, Assistant. And I have to go, I have to recreate this whole thing because that's... Nobody, right. That, that's unmanageable. It's yeah. unmanageable with just two. But when you start talking chatbots and other, yep. you know, we also want to incorporate a, a web system, it really does get unmanageable. And, and that's why I know I keep coming back to this. That's why to me, the system that you're using is just part of the context. Just like right now, the browser that you're using is just part of the context. Just part of the context, yep. And it's just one of many things and you can you right. know, decide that you want two different responses, you know, visually and voice based on this platform or, or not. Maybe it's, maybe it's a simple text response and it's the exact same thing regardless of which, right. um, but, you know, which platform you know, it is. Which, yeah, anyway. You know, I, that's why I'm so excited about CMSs is I, I think the ones that are coming out now, the, the one from uh, Lexamec, for example, it's a great start. You know, it's clearly identifying that there are specific needs for voice and they're going to start building a system that is tailored around those needs. So, you know, they've, they've got the SSML preview feature coming. I think it's great that they're doing it, but there's so much, so much more that well, I want it, these systems to do. And it's interesting because you, you talked about this before is that the intent is different than the, the, the response. The response, yeah. And, and it's not always a one-to-one. -one. You could be, so, you know, you could have the, the text, which is the response, and then the conversation ends. So all you need is that text. You could have the text with a prompt and then a reprompt if they don't respond in a certain amount of time, and to, to continue with the conversation. Well, but but it, but, it, but it's also I mean it's in addition to that, but it's also mm -hmm. things like, you know, if I'm in a in a weather skiller action and I've just asked for the weather at a certain location, well, if I don't know that location, I need to give you back a response that's an error response. Yeah as opposed to giving you back the weather, which is a totally different thing. Yeah. Um, you know, there are cases where, and, and again, this is why I see the, the, the intent as part of the context. Yeah, so, it's, so don't have the response be based on the intent, 
right. have the, res the, the response be based on a condition, one of those conditions being the intent. Right. And, and, and this is something that multivocal does okay. One of the things I like about multivocal is that I, I created this concept of an outtent. You know, the intent is what comes in. The outtent specifies what's going out. And you can set the outtent. So, you know, in, in most cases, you know, you're going to be making a decision based on the intent or the handler. But in a couple of cases, you want to be able to say, no, use, use this set of phrases instead. Yeah. And it gives you the ability to set those phrases. And then as part of your logic, you set that. Right. But even, you know, even in, if we just take the, um, well, I, no, I, do, I do agree with what, what you're saying. But to continue on with something I had said a little bit earlier was there, there's the message that you say, and then there's usually the prompt, and then there's the reprompt. Yes. But the message could be pieced together based on a flow that's like this, this uh, intro, which is randomly selected from 10 intro, you know, intro things that have one placeholder in it for the person's name or something. Then you do some logic and you're like, oh, um, this condition turned out to be this thing. So now add this sentence versus this other sentence. So even building that one text, that message that's coming back, you know, even if you ignore the prompt and the reprompt part, it could be based on a flow that includes two API calls and some other context. I know in the end, an API call response is still just going to add to the con context. It's just adding data to the context. But 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 that, that flow, the thing that you build up is it could be made up of multiple sentences that are determined based on different context to then come up with the whole response that's going to be yep. returned back. So you're not, it's not really a hard-coded this than that. So so the the content that you put in the system could be the whole response or it could just be sentences that are conditionally placed in based on context. Or or both. I mean, one of the yep. things that I think about is that, you know, in some ways, you know, if if we think about this in terms of our web page again, you know, we've got a web page that may be made up of a bunch of different blocks. Yep. And each of those blocks we can now configure independently to say what its content is going to be. So in the same way, we could say a response might have uh, an introduction, a list of data, and a summary. And then we define, you know, 10 things, 10 possible things for the introduction. The, the list of content may be two or three because, you know, it's narrower, you know, if it's just one thing we're returning versus if it's three things we're returning. Um, and then a, a summary to tell you how many. And each of those would be templates. Right. You know, so I, I very much think of this in terms of, you know, templates made out of that, that reference other templates. And it could, and be, I, condition, it could be conditional templates too, like right, include exactly. this template or not include this template. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a, a wonderful way to think about it. And again, I want the CMS system to be that templating system as well. Because I, as a developer, shouldn't need to, to deal with that too much. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I'll deal with it to the extent of I define a few templates in the custom CMS part of the system, or maybe not. Yeah. And if you could then, you know, the more that you can move 
code outside of the, the thing that's taking in the request and returning back the response, then you have this, this template, which is a plugin, which takes in the context, determines what the, the template's going to be, adds that to the context, which then later on like, oh, so, not, so I'm asking for what is my current order? So I do an API call and I put my current order in context. That's what that widget does. The logic lives, it, you know, it's a very small component that just does that piece. And then it moves on to, to the next part of the, the conversation flow. And it says, oh, I need to tell you what that order is. Here are the values that I have. Oh, I need to transform it um, for Alexa APL because I'm using a certain you know, template in APL right. that requires certain things, but yeah. In APL, I'm going to show you that list and I, I can't do that on the Google side or, you know, I know you just have a smart speaker. So I'm going to, to read some stuff off to you as opposed to show it to you on the screen. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I want to build this. I know that would be, that'd be so much fun. Um, and, and, and to be fair, you know, this is, this is exactly where I'm going with multivocal. And I think it's where, you know, you see some of, some of the template concepts in Jovo were doing this sort of thing. And I think some of the, um, the logic stuff that we're seeing in voice flow were doing this, you know, beginning to have yeah. some of the, the front end part of it. Um, but nothing's putting it all together yet. Yeah. It, it, it would be a, a pretty exciting system once to, that, you know, you're really, the customizations that coders are doing are, with some very well-defined inputs and outputs, and it's just this API call and formatting, or just this, and so then that just gets plugged into the system, and and you know, the designer gets to 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 flow flow things out and determine what's going to get responded back based on conditions that are in the context. I think that's a, I, I think it, it makes a lot of sense to me that that you can move more and more of the stuff out into a system where everything is coded or the, the branching's coded or right. things like that. Um, I, you know, I, and I would love to hear what other people think yeah. about, you know, what, what they'd want to see in the CMS and what they'd want to see on the developer side and, you know, how much of the CMS can be controlled by the conversation designer and how much by the content designer or the content creator I'd, I'd love to hear other people's perspectives on that because I think it's I think I think this is a really really important tool that we're going to need to get voice out there in the same way that we have WordPress sites out there. Yeah, yeah. Because if if you can move more of that into um, what would start as a hobbyist or what would start as you know I've got content that I want to give out to a certain audience and that's what they're worrying about, but give them the, the flexibility of, of, you know, crafting, not just the, the, the words and the, and the strings, but you know, how it flows together and how it varies and stuff. I think that would be a lot of, uh, a lot of power. I think so too. In a so, system. Love to hear people's thoughts on this, you know, Give us the feedback. We th This one, I think more than a lot of our other topics, we really, really want to be a good conversation, so to speak. Because um, <laughs> I, really, I really think this is an important tool. And I really want to really see it built and help people build it. 
Yeah. So, and, you know, we've been thinking about this for years and years. Sorry. I just, I know we're, I'm like, I could just keep talking about it. So I'm just going to we, we'll save well, it for another time. But you're, but you're right. We've been thinking about this for a long time. And I think that's part of why we're so passionate about it. And I think that's part of why we've started building the tools that we have. That's why speech markdown is there because it, it, it started fitting some of the needs that a CMS would need. Um, and that's why I built multivocal because I started realizing there needed to be a better way to, to manage this content that was going to be sent back. And the, the pieces are starting to, you know, and, and that's why Lexamic built what they built because they had a need, they had clients that had content that it didn't make sense to keep coming back to the developer and changing. You know, so we're starting to see the pieces out there and coming together. I, I, I think I, I think we need to put it together. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, it would be so, it would so, be really fun to work on a project like this because it I, it would be something that I would use on all of my projects, and I think it would be very useful for lots of lots of yeah. other people. So you know, if you have thoughts. I hope people come and share them um, either in the comments or find us on Twitter or, or find us on LinkedIn. Let's have this conversation. Come to my office hours. Let's have this conversation. S let's schedule time at voice lunch and have this conversation and start putting this, these kinds of tools together. So um, yeah, we could talk about this one for hours. I think Mark, I really do. But I'm purposely I, I, not saying anything because we'll it, keep talking. But. It, it's long. We're long. We're we're long. We're long on this one. So thank you for this discussion, Mark. I, I you know I'm sure we're going to return to it again because yeah. I think it's that important. Yeah, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, bringing up uh, things that we've thought about before and like kind of envision what how it's going to to go next. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Ellen. Always enjoy uh, having a conversation with you. Yep, we'll, we'll pick this up another time on Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, Alan. Take care, Mark. Have a good week. All right, bye-bye.